For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM and WLMW 90.7 FM serving Greater Nashua and Greater Manchester. Um, we're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about the nonprofits in our community. Uh, the, the nonprofits, there are many, many, many nonprofits in our communities, and some of these are organizations that you, I'm certain, have heard of in the past. Bigger organizations like the YMCA, uh, you know, the Boys and Girls Clubs, the Girls Incorporated Organization, um, you know, nonprofits that are really doing fabulous work to change lives and make our community stronger and safer and healthier and happier. Um, there are a lot of also smaller nonprofits, organizations you perhaps haven't heard of. Sometimes they're smaller, sometimes they're just less high profile. So today is going to be actually a really great show. We have two brand new, uh, well, they're not brand, they're not brand new, but they're brand new to the show guests who are going to be on talking with us. One of them is from an organization called Helping Hands Outreach, and they're involved with homelessness and uh, um, working in with people who are homeless. Um, and then we also have uh, an organization that's coming on called NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire, and they're an organization which is not a small organization, but a little bit less high profile, at least to the general public. They're a, a, um, a builder, developer, um, organization that takes a look at community areas that uh, need to be addressed. And, um, you know, so to, so areas like the tree streets in Nashua that um, maybe uh, there are some homes that are looking for some redevelopment opportunity to, to upgrade the community and to provide housing and, and uh, help people to get into affordable housing. So we're going to talk with both of those. They're really great organizations and uh, really happy to have them on. By the way, on the Community Connection show, we are live. And um, live means that we would always welcome comments and questions from people who are listening in. Um, if you're listening on the radio, probably the easiest way to get a hold of us is really through Facebook or Twitter. You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter to our handle, which is United Way GN, United Way GN in both cases, and uh, we'll uh, get you on the air, get your question at least or your comment, and, and see if there's something we want to talk about there. You can also check us out on our Facebook Live feed, which is running right now. I can see myself in the camera. Hi, wave to me. Yes, hello. And um, 
that is on the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page, United Way GN, um, and any comments you post there, I will see as well. So, um, why would you listen to this show? I think that's always a relevant question. The United Way Community Connection Show is a way in which you can connect to the nonprofits in our community in a way that you might not otherwise be able to. You're going to learn about these organizations and their missions, how they're changing lives. And in doing so, the benefit to you and the benefit to our community, frankly, is that you will know no, no more about who is doing what and who can help whom with what situation might exist. So if you know somebody, perhaps, who is struggling with affordable housing, well, today's a great show to listen in because you're going to hear from an organization that works directly in that space. Um, you might be able to connect a friend or a family member to them for you know, for assistance, possibly. You can also additionally find out ways to support them, either as a donor, which is very important, or as a volunteer, which is equally as important. You know, nonprofits are organizations, they're essentially businesses um, that are chartered with a specific mission and don't make a profit, but that doesn't mean they don't have costs. And the cost of running any organization is going to be, you know, the, the the work they do. And also there's some salaries and overhead and those kinds of expenses that it just takes to do that work. So some sometimes people do that through donating finances and sometimes people help out through uh, volunteering. And that's, you know, something you're going to want to do if you're connected to one of these organizations. So that's why you would listen to the show here on SMN 1590 AM or LMW 90.7 FM. And uh, a couple things I just wanted to mention, um, you know, last week, actually, you know, let's start out with some personal stuff, if you don't mind, indulge me for a moment. I always like to talk about, I usually like to talk about what I did this weekend, this past weekend, because weekends are, are kind of fun, usually. Of course, this was St. Patrick's Day weekend, and I think that means we were all Irish, um, at least on Sunday. And um, in my family, no exception to that, we, uh, my wife made an unbelievable um, corned beef and cabbage meal um, yesterday afternoon. I have no idea where this woman learned how to make such an amazing corned beef, but my wife's is the best. I'll put it up against any of them out there. And uh, it was great. The kids were over for supper, and um, we ate um, just pounds and pounds of corned beef and cabbage, which was pretty awesome and, and quite delicious. And uh, listened to Irish music and you know all that good stuff. So we got our Irish on on Sunday. Uh, Saturday was also fun. Um, our kids, I've shared, I think, previously, um, our daughter and her fiancé recently purchased a house up in their first house, I'll say, up in Manchester, and are getting settled in and finally had a housewarming party. They had a lot of a lot of people over, like 40, 50 people came over um, and uh, just enjoyed and celebrated, um, you know, that beautiful thing which it is to set up your first home. So we did enjoy that. I will say this was last week. It was a nice way to end the week. It was a hard week for me personally. Um, I uh, My mother passed away on Tuesday, and um, that was not entirely unexpected. She's been struggling with uh, her battle with cancer for the better part of a little bit over a decade now. But um, it is definitely hard when that moment finally arrives and a person passes on. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're left with no parents. You know, my dad died about, uh, 12, 13 years ago. And my mother just passed away. And so all of a sudden you're, you're thinking, well, it's, you know, it's kind of just me now and I'm an orphan. 
Well, of course, that's not true. We all, we all have uh, friends and family, hopefully friends and family who support us, but it was still a really pretty tough week. And a lot of people reached out to me and, and expressed their condolences and support. And I am uh, absolutely grateful for that. So if you are one of those people, just know that uh, I will carry your thoughts in my heart. And I am very, very appreciative for you reaching out to us me and my family. So a couple things coming up um, this week, which I think uh, are worthy of mention, um, not just this week, but also just in the future. Um, we, first of all, at United Way, we have our first food, our first uh, Community Day of Caring event coming up next Thursday. That is our food packaging event. There was an article on the front page of the Telegraph yesterday, front page above the fold. That was a nice surprise. Wasn't expecting that. Um, Matt Plamondon wrote a really nice article. He called um, and said, hey, I want to write something about this. I did not expect to see it front page above the fold, which was fantastic. Thank you to the National Telegraph for carrying that um, that that piece. So that event is about uh, packaging food, which ends up um, on pantry shelves in our community. Um, our pantries, um, sometimes they will, they always rely on donations. Um, and uh, so this is a way in which we're going to be helping to put food on their pantries shelves so that whether they're, you know, whether it's in Hudson or Nashua or Milford or, or Brookline, um, you know, when you walk into a food pantry, it's uh, important that you are able to um, get something to eat. That's why you, that's why you're there. And, and these supplies that we put out there um, help out with that effort. We're going to be producing about 10,000 meals, a little over 10,000 meals as dried packaged goods. So think of like uh, minestrone soup that is just um, sort of add water and cook. Or um, this year we're doing that as well as um, some um, cinnamon raisin apple oatmeal, which is a nice breakfast food, lots of energy. Um, and uh, that's so good, good stuff for those um for those pantries. We're doing that next week. After that, we've got a couple of other days of caring coming up throughout the year. We do this. Um, and, uh, so in April we have a community farming event, which is building raised planter beds and gardens over at Dr. Crisp elementary school here in Nashua. That's a partnership with grow Nashua. And, uh, we're uh, very excited about that and to be partnering with both the school district, Dr. Crisp elementary and Justin over at grow Nashua. So that should be a pretty great project. Um, in, uh, May we have our third annual, fourth annual, third annual, um, community baby shower over at the Nashua community college. That's an event where we try to connect low income, new moms and dads to resources in the community and also to help them to get established with items that they might have an otherwise difficult time affording. Um, some of this stuff is very expensive when you're getting started, and uh, some of the information that's there is really important. I don't know if any of you remember what it's like to be a new mom or dad. I do. When my daughter Casey was born, I kind of felt like, you know, I went from knowing something to knowing nothing, and that's kind of how how um, how it works when you become a mom or dad. So this is connecting people to resources um, in the community, and we're really Excited about doing that over at the community college, great partner of ours again. And um, then into June, we have another food packaging event. That time, this time, we'll be over at Milford Share. Um, each of those food packaging events will produce about two ten thousand meals each. Um, then uh, some other stuff later into the year. So if you're interested in learning about any of that, you can go to the United Way of Greater Nashua website. That's uh, unitedwaynashua.org. And let's look on the tab events and you can sign up to participate. Uh, you can also donate to support. All of those are really uh, great ways to uh, help out the community if, if you're so inclined. 
And of course, we'd love to hear from you. The um, I should remind you, George always says, remind people often that you are on the radio and who you are, so that they, when they tune in, they are um, not unaware of what 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 they're listening to. So you're listening to the United Way Community Connection show on WSMN fifteen ninety AM and WLMW ninety point seven FM in Manchester, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. A couple other things I wanted to mention before we go to the break. So um, there was another article that uh, on the op-ed page this weekend in the Telegraph that I wrote about the uh, new program that we've launched to help connect people who use the city buses in Nashua to um, the food resources that are out there. Um, one of the things we know is that uh, uh, people who are low income like to use the bus because it's the public transportation is one of the most affordable ways to get around. And um, they... Uh, are going to have a program now in place that's a partnership with the Nashua Transit System as well as Southern New Hampshire Health, who's really stepped up to help support this program. We appreciate that. And um, also United Way and in the supermarkets such as Shaw's, Hannaford's, and Market Basket. And uh, low-income folks that use the buses will be able to get um, some large-sized um, insulated grocery tote bags Um that they can then use for their shopping and then use to put on the bus on the way back. And these are optimally sized to be as large as possible. So, so a person can still carry two of them on the bus. That's the limitation two two bags per passenger because of safety reasons. But now they'll be able to carry much larger bags with a lot more groceries. I've tested the bags out and found that they are capable of accommodating a lot of food. Um, so this is something which, um, is coming up, but if you want to learn more about that, just go to the Nashua Telegraph's website and look under guest commentary in the opinion section. And uh, the article is up there about the food bag. So we're pretty excited about that Thursday, big day, Thursday, the greater Nashua chamber of commerce, um, will have its annual eminence awards. These are the, uh, awards for people in our community who are either volunteers or business leaders. Uh, or nonprofit leaders or um, organizations. And it's a recognition of their tremendous work. There are some great nonprofits that are up for nonprofit of the year. We're very proud of, of those um, and uh, connected to them as well. I know that the Adult Learning Center is up for an award. I also know that Marguerite's Place is up for an award. It slips my mind as to who the third person is. It's a nonprofit of the year. Um, up for an award, but I'm sure it's somebody really great doing awesome work. So that's on Thursday. That's at Sky Meadow, the Eminence Awards. We at United Way are very proud to have been recognized as nonprofit um, of the year back in 2015. So obviously we uh, we think this is a great event and, and appreciated that recognition tremendously. It's on Thursday. And if you go to the Greater Nashville Chamber website, you can learn more about it and perhaps even buy tickets and attend. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, Thursday afternoon, we are sponsoring at United Way a tour of one of our partner agencies. That's the Caregivers. The Caregivers is an organization. Um, they're headquartered in Bedford, but they serve all of Greater Nashua and Greater Manchester, kind of Hillsborough County, if you will. What they are is an organization that helps connect low-income, homebound seniors to food resources. Um, and th But these are people who have the ability still to cook, so it's not prepared meals, but it is groceries, and also helping to help them with errands and chores. Um, a lot of volunteers, I think they have like 700 volunteers 
they do really great work, and um, the, this is a growing population, the seniors in our community. So if you're interested in learning more about that tour, just uh, contact Liz over at United Way, and she can help you to get signed up and to join us. Um, we like to do these tours with our partners so people learn more about what they do. And uh, you know what? That brings us pretty close to the break. I'm going to take our first break now. Our show is brought to you, brought to the air by our very generous sponsor, Edgestone Properties. We are proud of that sponsorship. And Kevin and crew over at Edgestone have been builders in our community for many, many years now. And they help sponsor our show because they believe in the mission of connecting people to services and resources and nonprofits. So after the break... We will be back with our first guest, and that is Larry Nice, um, who is um, going to be representing an organization called Helping Hands Outreach, and that'll be back in just about two minutes. I will remind you, this is the United Way Community Connections Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Title Boxing Club is the best and only authentic full-body boxing workout that changes your body, clears your mind, and completely engages your spirit. Our signature workout utilizes the fundamentals of a true boxer's workout, including proper heavy bag training to strengthen and tone your arms, legs, back, core, stamina, and your confidence. Empowering, exhilarating, and totally addictive. This is your new favorite workout class. Visit them online at TitleBoxingClub.com or call 6032 That's 206-5608. And begin today. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. As school resumes and school buses fill our roads, the medics at American Medical Response want to remind both parents and children about bus safety. Never assume that drivers of other vehicles are in fact stopping for the school bus. Walk on sidewalks to the bus stop. Never run. Children must stay out of the danger zone around the bus, which is 10 feet wide or 5 giant steps on all sides of the bus. At that distance from the bus, the bus driver can see you. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR medics are here for you every hour of every day. Be, 
Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM and WLMW 90.7 FM. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 AM talking about the nonprofits in our community. And today we are joined for the very first time by my newest friend, Larry Nice. Larry is from Helping Hands Outreach, located in Manchester. And Larry, thank you for coming and welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Well, uh, we are glad to have you here. I don't recall how we actually learned about each other. Was was it somebody who referred you to me and said you should talk to Larry? Or well, we we do have a connection through uh, the FEMA board. Gotcha. Um, that so, makes sense. So the federal government uh, gives money every year to to people that need extra money for food, and and it's always a challenge with so many people that are homeless in the area, and uh, that's what we do. We we feed a lot of people every year, and your organization is been so helpful in in hosting this region um, to funnel funnel those funds uh, from the taxpayers to people that need it. Absolutely. Okay, very good. I just could not remember. Sometimes people come on the show and I'm like, how do we know each other? There you and, go. And other times I know exactly. This this was one of those, the former, <laughs> not the latter. So you're the executive director. So in... in um, Sort of nonprofit speak. That makes you. That means you're the chief executive officer of the organization. You're the boss, right? Correct. And I think it. Uh, they say executive director. That we did uh, have a program at one of our other buildings a few years ago that had a sub director. So uh, I kind of joke with the guys. Though when I'm introduced, I say, "Yes, I'm the executive director," meaning that uh, not only do I pay the bills, but also sometimes I have to clean the bathrooms. You know, but uh, you <laughs> yes, know, yeah, that is kinda, true. I know uh, what you uh, mean. We wear wear many hats because uh, at our organization, it's yeah. it's a very slim budget, and there's me working full time as the director, and then um, Guy Torgerson is the forty hour per week case manager counselor. And uh, then we, when then we have a, a twenty-hour-a-week house manager who actually lives on the property. So yeah, I know it's a lot to do. I know. Well, our I, I can totally relate to that. We're um, also a small organization staff-wise, um, and sometimes I'm doing exactly like fixing the toilets. You know, I don't generally wash the windows, but that doesn't mean anything because it just that means they just don't get washed <laughs> so right well you said volunteers right volunteer yeah, help is needed so absolutely so tell us a little bit about helping hands outreach what is your mission mm-hmm. what are you doing um in the community to help make people help this make this a better place for folks yeah i mean just just a thumbnail sketch uh back in the late 80s uh some people from faith christian church and at that time in in um in Bedford, New Hampshire, just came up with, uh, you know, had a heart for the homeless in the Manchester area. They started a, a food bank, a small food bank, um, and uh, getting some furniture to folks and so forth and a little bit of housing. And then we finally bought a building back in the early 90s and rehabbed that, which is actually right across from the Red Arrow in Manchester. And right now we have 36 beds in that building. Um, and we've had housing since the early 90s. In fact, as the institutional parole officer from the New Hampshire State Prison back in the 90s, I used to drive people for their interviews to this unique place because they literally could go from prison um, not needing much or hardly any money at all to begin their life again on the outside. And um, it's really served that that particular group of people that really have such a hard time getting started in life um, when they've when they've had, had trouble. So 
That's what we're all about. We're all about offering uh, a safe, sober place for people that are motivated to, um, you know, to to live responsible lives. And we do we do have you know urine tests which you have to pass even to get into the program. Sure. Um, and if you do <laughs> um, on our random uh, urine tests fail, then you have to be gone for thirty days. And uh, if it's a, it's a matter of of uh, you know heroin and cocaine and so forth, then you'll most likely be you know be assessed by a drug and alcohol counselor and and you know be told what you're supposed to do and if you do in fact uh take advantage of that type of programming and you can come back in 30 days and we'll take you back and try again so you have two different um housing programs from what i can see on your website correct and i should tell people that the way i found the website which is probably the easiest way to do it besides i didn't even know the address so i just googled it helping hands outreach manchester new hampshire and it comes right up um so that was that was helpful. Um, you have a recovery shelter, and that's on Lowell Street in Manchester. That's where people start out, correct? And okay, so people, that's your port of entry, if you will. That's right. And then you have the Gendron House. Right, so the helping hands, you can stay there up, up to two years. Average stay would be three to seven months. Um, some do stay longer and you know save, save quite a bit of money up and find their own place. Um, they can, however, after they've been, uh, you know, six months um, drug-free, they can head over to Gendron House, and we have about 15 rooms over there where they're living not with somebody else, but they have their own their own room, shared bathrooms. And in both these facilities, we do supply food. Um, we make a hot meal five days a week, and then they have other food from the food bank that they can prepare for themselves. Okay, and these um, both of these um, places are for... Men and women? We serve men only 18 years and up. Okay. So I, so then to some extent, I'm trying to find an analogy that in, in Nashua that's similar. It sounds, sounds similar to some extent to the Southern New Hampshire Rescue Mission. It is similar. Um, our programming is not as active in, in a Christian discipleship sense. Sure. We do have that available to some degree and all kinds of churches nearby that we refer people to. We also rent the bottom half of our building um, to Christian Aftercare Ministries and, and, and they offer counseling, Christian counseling. They, mm-hmm. they help help folks with bicycles, um, maybe a bus pass or two. They also have a, clothes, a clothing ministry right there where guys can come in down from the halfway house nearby and get some clothes um, for work and for, for interviews and just for life. Um, you know, we also have a part-time life coach and uh, um, chaplain. Um, Tim Lanigan started with us over a year ago, and he's, he's retired from the hospitals in Boston, and, uh, and so he's, he's helping out 16 hours a week, um, guiding the guys. Um, he's a three-hour uh, three one-hour sessions uh, of, of life coaching that he likes to to put people through, just to kind of you know get them back on their feet a bit. And he does offer you know Christian counseling as well. Okay, so if, where are most of the folks? I don't mean where geographically. I mean um, organizationally. Where are people generally coming mm-hmm. from that when they connect to your organization? Is it safe stations, or is it maybe one of the recovery centers like? like Hope for New Hampshire type thing? Or how do people learn about you and, and get connected? Yeah, we do have strong connections through all of the treatment uh, providers like Farnham Center locally, um, Green Mountain, not too far away. Um, all the ones that, that uh, have us on speed dial, Farnham North, Farnham South, um, Friendship House and so forth. And so they all know about us. Um, 
we also have a connection through the mental health centers and okay. they've got our number so sometimes we'll get we'll get phone calls from them and uh, we also just have people come off the streets and even though we do have a waiting list um, as well from the, the state prison and the jails with the uh, very good programs offered now at the county level um, it's basically you know we say southern New Hampshire um, certainly people from the Nashua area that's why I'm here today yeah, of course um, Okay, and uh, just for our listeners, a reminder that you're listening to the Community Connections Show, and we're talking today with Larry Nice, who's the Executive Director at Helping Hands Outreach in Manchester. Um, Larry, I was going to say, you have a, it sounds like an interesting story yourself. Personally, you come mm -hmm. from the, the corrections side of the of the world, is that correct? Yeah, I, I actually do come from somewhat of a, uh, I used to work at a church down in, in uh northern massachusetts and, and and thought with with a couple of children maybe it'd be good to um get a daytime job so i started working up at the prison <laughs> as a counselor and like uh and so idea. yeah evenings and weekends free you know for for my wife and kids at the time so anyway um started doing that many years ago back in 1988 and uh and progressed there to actually becoming the institutional parole officer so i was driving people from the prison out looking for housing and looking for jobs and would also drive them to helping hands at the time which was started in the early 1990s in terms of the house that they have now where i work and so uh, having having retired from from there july 1 i i went from helping out at a at a halfway house uh at 126 Lowell Street to uh, 50 Lowell Street, helping guys in the three-quarter way house, as we call it. Okay. Well, um, and so you've been there for now about two and a half, three years? So yeah, it'll be actually two years, August 1st. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. And so, it's, yeah. So what are some of the bigger challenges that you find um, in uh, in running this organization? What do you, you know, It's a pretty challenging environment these days. Right. Of course, the opioid crisis exactly has uh, you know been big um, in in both Manchester and Nashville and the communities. Um, similar responses, but certainly certainly substance abuse and substance use disorder are nothing new. Right. Um, what are some of the challenges that you find yourself facing? Well, the the largest challenge, of course, is the fact. I, I kind of think it think of it as walking into a supermarket, and you know, hopefully, we offer we offer the the people that come into our organization into our house, so to speak, um, good food, <laughs> organic food, fruit, vegetables, you know, yeah. that which gives them life. the The challenge is, uh, you know, that that moments away, right outside our door, or sometimes inside our doors, depending on on who we might have at the time in our program, you know, you have Fentanyl's a big bad boy right now, you could say, you know. Um, you know, they they take the fentanyl and, and sprinkling it in with, with whether it be heroin, cocaine, whatever, and um and stretch, you know, stretch a small amount uh, to even you know, to around around and it's just it's just such a problem, like over the years. And um, you know, as 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 we say, you know, um it's all about trying to encourage the guys to to um not get involved in down that path you know sure uh, some um a famous mid-eastern uh, philosopher once said wide is the gate to destruction and narrow is the path to life and uh certainly is true you know and these guys that true that, that choose the narrow path of not drinking not drugging you know um and you know the t random testing that we do have 
In fact, I just saw saw two of them this morning before I left the house this morning around eight o'clock. You know, and and they said, yeah, you could even use my name if you want. I'll call them Bill and Jim. That's not their name, but um, you know, these guys, you know, were on the streets. They they wanted to to do away with their life. They had nothing. Um, they had spent you know tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on drugs, and and now they're they're able to say, hey, I've been here three months and doing well, and uh, that that's that's the challenge right there. I have to say one of the things that I've come across in a lot of different conversations here in Nashua um, is also the te- the challenge of you you alluded to you know the environment that a person lives in exactly and um, you know, once a person is um, goes back into society if you will um, not gravitating back to the same social circles that are part of that negative behavior to begin with. Correct. How, how do you work to connect people to new environments that mm-hmm. are positive, um, so that that doesn't happen? Right. So, it, it's kind of a, a process of trying to establish a positive environment inside the house. First of all, you know, have, having that collection of people. Hopefully, you know, sixty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent of the people very sincere. You know, doing the right thing. That's what we try. That's what we try to have, and then having them go out, and we do ask them to, to uh, you know, to fill out their forms that, that show they're attending AA, attending NA, attending Celebrate Recovery, or whatever other meeting might be positive for them. And that's 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 what we're really all about. They're going out there, getting jobs, and uh, hopefully not going to the type of employment firms that uh, would would attract folks that uh, are making the wrong wrong decisions. Um, but rather, you know, getting getting good jobs. Uh, you know, with people that are responsible, and I have great connections with a lot of people that I've worked with over the last twenty years, where people have gone, tried, and done well, um, working, um, you know, working locally and being able to make money, and finally move into their own place. That's fantastic. How many people do you have typically in your program in each of the two the two um, facilities? Right now, um, we found it easier to have not quite thirty six beds filled. The more, okay. the more, the more. Um, apples in the in the bushel uh you know the more you have the more if you have have a bad apple the the more problems you have we right now we have about 30 31 which is kind of high for us um we found 25 to be to be kind of a maximal number um but you know we have a good crew right now and um just keeping right on top of things so very good Um, The, the, the other house has about 15 15, 15 residents, yeah. Okay. We have we have we have a, a manager over there and a, and a maintenance person and so forth to keep an eye on things. But pretty much everybody who's in the Gendron house mm-hmm. has come through the program at the recovery center. Is that is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yep. In okay. in, a, in a few cases, if they have you know proven that they've been off of you know not using any type of substance, um, uh, then they can get credit for that time. And after we see that they are in fact stable at helping hands uh, 50 lowell street they'll they'll go over to jenrin house named after ron jenrin our our founder who has since passed so larry one thing i like to make sure people are aware of is how they can support an organization mm-hmm. since you're doing such amazing work how are how is it possible for somebody from the community to support this work mm-hmm. um and and uh, provide resources that are valuable to you in mm-hmm. continuing your mission of helping the community no, I appreciate that very much. Um, well, we do have a, a, a fundraiser and uh, banquet coming up May 21st at, at um, the Puritan Conference Center there in uh, in Manchester. 
and we're looking forward to just using that because we have not had a, a annual banquet for a while. You know, letting the community know what we're up to. Obviously, raising some funds. So that's Tuesday, May twenty first. That's Tuesday night, six to eight thirty. Um, we'll okay. have a silent auction and um, some some great food, of course. There might be some chicken tenders available, um, but uh, and you know, yeah, other than that, though, I mean, of course, yeah. funds are good to get. Um, of course, we are updating our our website to to pull it into the modern age, and we're working on that as we speak. Um, we do not have a giving button there, um, but you know, we obviously money can be sent to us at Fifty Lowell Street. But more than that, we 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 appreciate people's people's prayers, people helping out with anything that the homeless folk might need that are getting back on their feet, be it towels, washcloths. You know, twin twin sheet sets, things like that. Um, there, we do have a um, you know a, a small area there for for clothing uh, with Christian Aftercare Ministries, and uh, donations are accepted there as well. So it would be helpful for people to bring in items um, that might be useful for sure. a living environment. Just probably connect with you first to see if there's a need. Sure, and- socks, underwear, toiletry items, all that type of thing. Would be would be wonderful, and I think some people that do that they they you know it goes right to the individuals that uh, that that need it you know and again just to re- reiterate what we're all about is having these guys, giving these guys an opportunity to help themselves they don't yeah. live there as homeless people right for nothing we charge one fifteen as a program fee okay and that money if they have a job that will that will come obviously from their paycheck. And um, otherwise, if they're on disability, we work out a percentage of that check, so we're not taking it all. So they can, in fact, you know, eventually leave and find their own place. Can people volunteer in your organization as well? But somewhat. The thing is, we do have so many men there, and we try to encourage them to do the cleaning and so forth. We don't. Sure. We don't really. We don't really want to have them sitting on, you know, sitting out on the deck drinking coffee, watching somebody else wash the windows. Understood. But but, but we do. We are actually looking for somebody to help oversee our guys doing maintenance right now. Okay. Um, and they would be, you know, allowed to go to the local hardware store, buy things on our on our tab, and uh, and help out. So that is a one particular, um, you know, person that we're looking forward to. Um, May possibly having in the near future. Okay, very good. So we're about out of time, Larry. I just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, thank you again for coming on our show today. Um, you've been listening, listening to Larry Nice, who's the Executive Director of Helping Hands Outreach in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, they can be found online at hhocmanchess.comcastbiz. Dot net, which yeah. is not the easiest thing to remember. No, no, as, you, you know? as you said, Mike, all you have to do is type Google in it. just type in Helping Hands Manchester. It'll pop right up. That's what happened with me. So, and um, it sounds like you're doing some fantastic work. We appreciate it. So necessary to help um, in this front of, you know, f- um, combating um, opioids and homelessness simultaneously. And I just might add that looking at our statistics from last year. Uh, almost one third of the people that came to us did go on to their own more permanent housing, which is a which is a, which is a good good thing to have happen. That's fantastic, and you do have your event on May twenty first. Hopefully, people will will uh, come to that and learn more as well. Let us know. We're, we're we'll have all the information on the web there. Yes, perfect. So we're going to cut to our second break now. After the break, we'll be back with our friends from NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire. You are listening to the United Way Community Connections Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Our show is brought to the air by our generous sponsor, Edgestone Properties, and we will be right back in just a couple minutes. Hi. 
I'm Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. It may be cold out, but summer will eventually come. Now is the time to start thinking about a home comfort system from Lennox or Mitsubishi. If your home is hot on one floor and cold on the other, we have systems that will let you take control not only of your comfort, but a new cooling system can save up to 50% on your electric bill. Contact Joyce Cooling and Heating today at 882 4244 or on the web at joycecool.com. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 Zero 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 eight. That's six zero three eight nine one zero 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 eight. The Village Network. Become a member today. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connections Show on WSMN 1590 AM in Greater Nashua and WLMW 90.7 FM in Greater Manchester. We are joined today by two guests um, for our show. Sometimes we have one, sometimes we have two. We sometimes have three. That gets even more challenging for our listeners. But today we're joined by Robert Turney. Robert Turney is the executive director Um for a fantastic organization called NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire. We'll be talking with Robert as well as Robert's development director, resource development director, Michelle Caraccio. In the in my world, in the world of nonprofits, what that means is Robert's the boss and Michelle raises all the money. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> So is that, well, that is what it means, though. So, some, some uh, about the money. <laughs> so resource development is really the way, it's the new term for um, fundraising. Yes. 
in all of its various forms. So maybe we'll start out with you, Robert, if you don't mind. That'll be fine. And um, let's just talk broadly about the mission of NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire. I mentioned on the, my intro to the show today that uh, you know sometimes we have large organizations join us, sometimes we have small organizations. Yours is an interesting organization that's a pretty substantial size, but it's also one that um, not too many people have heard of. And the general public, when I talk to folks, they I, I mentioned NeighborWorks, and they're like, so in my world, we all know about you. So tell us a little bit about what you do at NeighborWorks um, that's making a difference. Sure. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to be here this morning uh, and to uh, express you know, our gratitude to the United Way for all of the support that we received in our expansion into Nashua and uh, with the office space that we have on Broad Street, thanks to you folks. So, uh, so well, we're glad that. to have you. We're glad, glad to have you in our community because so, you are making a big difference. So sure. thank you. Well, so uh, NeighborWorks is a nonprofit community development organization with a focus really around affordable housing. And so our mission to, for the last uh, 27 years now has been to help people make good decisions about being able to buy a house, as well as uh, doing our own neighborhood development and affordable housing development to provide affordable rental opportunities and affordable homeownership opportunities for first-time homebuyers. You know, we've also been involved in community building and engagement, uh, resident leadership, uh, all aspects of what we think make great communities. And uh, certainly housing affordability is a major challenge in the state of New Hampshire. And so uh, our role and the demand for uh, for our work in providing affordable housing is increasing all the time. It is a huge problem. Affordable housing, you know, we um, do our annual sleep out at United Way and um, Child and Family Services um, Waypoint does theirs up in Manchester. And, you know, the theme, there are a lot of reasons why a person can become homeless, but the number one reason is because they can't afford a home. And it's just a tough, tough issue. How do you work with the community to make a difference and sort of help make a dent in the affordability of housing? So we really take two approaches, uh, two approaches when it comes to developing affordable housing. One, in, uh, in neighborhoods and, and more uh, urban communities, it's about neighborhood revitalization and improving the quality of the housing stock in the community, as well as trying to preserve the affordability and, and keep, those, keep those homes affordable over the long term. In the more suburban or um, surrounding communities around the urban areas, uh, it's really a focus about trying to create new affordable housing uh, where none is otherwise being developed. And so... It's a, it's a process because you have to really begin with helping uh, local decision makers and community leaders understand what the need is and why it's important to be able to have a variety of housing opportunities and options available in your community. Uh, some folks refer to it as workforce housing. People can afford, can't afford to live there, but that's where they work. And so uh, we try to match those needs up by creating development opportunities and building new housing. And so uh, today we have over 450 units of just rental rental apartments in our portfolio uh, between Manchester, Nashua, uh, Amherst, Londonderry, uh, Goffstown, Hooksett, and uh, soon to break ground in the town of Merrimack on, on uh, a new development there as well. So when we're talking about workforce housing, I think it's important for people who are listening to understand the different types of housing. This is one of the topics actually we're going to take up at our sleep out this year is um, what are the different types of housing that are available and out there. Um, we're not talking, generally speaking, it's not the same thing as saying 
subsidized housing. People have this um, sort of bad con- bad picture in their minds. It goes back, harkens back to I don't know the seventies or the eighties or whatever. Sure, that is like the projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and this is not the business that you're in, right? I mean, I, I I hate stereotypes and I hate labels and all that stuff. But uh, I mean, we we all live in affordable housing. I mean, if if you don't have to pay more than thirty percent of your household income to live where you're living, then it's affordable to you. Right. And so, really, that's our methodology. That's our format. Uh, that's sort of the formula that we use. And so we build to a market that is just um, at, a, at a lower income than uh, than a conventional developer would build at. So that's really what sort of separates us. But um, the, the state defines workforce housing as on the homeownership side as being affordable to a household earning 100% of the area median income. Okay. And rental housing is being uh, affordable to somebody earning 60% of the area median income. So we we try to develop our rental housing to be affordable to households earning in that you know 40 to 50,000 dollar a year income uh, range which could be for you know an individual or up to a family of four or more so it depends on the on the community and uh, what we're able to build there so if a person is earning 50 15 dollars an hour let's just say that you know a person that works in the urban core of Nashua who is perhaps in the retail business? Uh, maybe they they uh, work in one of our depart our stores here downtown, or maybe they're in the restaurant business. Those employees, you know, often don't earn fifteen dollars an hour. Let's be generous right, and say right. they they did, mm-hmm. and they're working full time. So they're working forty hours a week, mm-hmm. and let's say they're working fifty two weeks a year, mm-hmm. which is more than most people work. That's like no vacation, forty hours a week, straight out. Sure, and. Uh, and let's also be really generous and say they don't pay any taxes. <laughs> so that that total income is thirty one thousand two hundred dollars. Sure. And you said something like thirty so percent of that. So multiply that by point three and mm-hmm. divide by twelve. So if you say times point three, that's nine thousand three hundred sixty dollars a year for housing. Yeah. Which means that you need to be able to find a rental for seven hundred and eighty dollars. And if it, actually you need to back out utility costs from yep. that, that thirty percent number really needs to include all of your housing expenses, including your utility. So if you back out a hundred bucks a month for Sure. Heat or electricity or other utilities, you're down to under seven hundred dollars a month. And anybody who's looked in Nashua will know will tell you that that just doesn't exist. No, it's at least the minimum rent is at least twice that. New rents, new new rental units that are coming online in Nashua are probably two to three times that price range, right. and even higher. Right. So there's there's the challenge. And so I'm going to turn to Michelle now and say, so Michelle, <laughs> your job is resource development is to help connect people who are um, sort of inspired by this mission of creating affordable housing in our communities um, and raise resources to help support that effort. How do you do that? Um, well, a number of different ways. And we have, we're very fortunate that we have... Um, we, we do a um, number of different ways of outreach, and we have very um, companies and businesses and individuals who are very supportive of what we do. Um, we we do look to support f- to fund our operations and our programs, our home ownership program, which is um, called Home Team, which is a collaborative between NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire, Catch Neighborhood Housing, and um, Lakes Region Community Developers. So corporate and foundation support that we receive through through that program certainly funds those being able to provide home ownership and financial literacy seminars in Nashua and in the other communities that we serve. Um, so corporate support is very important and also individuals and we um, 
and we have a wonderful group of trustees, board of directors, committee members, all of whom are involved, provide financial support, but also involved with us in, in um, volunteering and, and on committees, as, as Robert has raised. So it's a lot of outreach. We've right. been very fortunate, in particular, in this year we're doing, um, I'm, I'm sure Robert will talk about our work in Nashua's Tree Streets neighborhood. Right. And we were very fortunate. We received... Um, Tax credit, um, tax credit allocation from the New Hampshire Community Development Finance Authority, and a number of, of um, not just Nashville businesses, but we have some really great Nashville businesses, um, or based in Nashville, or operate in Nashville that stepped up and are helping to support that. Like Tully, for instance, we are very fortunate. Um, Bell Tates, which is another J. Lawrence Hall. Um, so we're, we sell tax credits to help fund some of these as well. So it's a lot of outreach on our part, education. Um, um, you know, to let people know this is this is why it matters not just to people who are need that kind of housing, but but this this is why it's important for anyone who lives in the community that you, that you right. have a, a, a good supply of housing that um, is affordable to to everyone. So I so I'm a, I belong to the National Rotary Club, and I'll be eating lunch with um, my colleagues from J. Lawrence Hall oh, and, and Tully BMW oh, in about an hour oh, and great. a half. Yeah. And I'll be sure to like pay a happy fine today for, for you. your shout yeah, out to them. That, yeah. Thank, thank you. <laughs> I, so we have like two minutes left. I did want to mention Home Team and your your homeowner's education program. And um, I don't know who would like to talk about that. I will tell you, my daughter and her fiance just bought a house. And um, we actually made sure they went to your program. Oh, and they did go through the one up in Concord and learned so much Great. about the whole process of homeownership. Sure. I've always said if more people had participated in homebuyer education before purchasing their house, this nation probably wouldn't have had a foreclosure crisis like we did. Because yeah. it's really, uh, Michelle said it's important to educate people about uh, us for philanthropic reasons. Well, it's also important to educate people about our programs and why it's important to participate in those. It, our, our classes are really geared towards people who are thinking about buying a house and want to learn more about the process. And it's unbiased. There's no one there to push you into buying right. a house that costs more than you uh, really should be um, purchasing. Uh, there's no one there to push you into a loan product that wasn't meant for you. It's really to give you um, as much information and all the resources and tools available about the home buying process. And then you can follow that up with one-on-one -on -one counseling with a coach af uh, afterwards to talk about your individual home buying plan and how much you need to save and what your budget is and what your ideal affordability is. And if you have to work on credit issues, they can help you with that as well. So it's yeah. really an, an, over, um, an overarching program to, to help the consumer uh, do a better job. It's a great program, and no no surprise to any of us. Paul McLaughlin, who helps run the program mm -hmm. here, is also on Facebook watching us and just yeah. posted a comment. <laughs> they can register at www.hometeamnh.org. Smiley face. Perfect. That's it. That's the great <laughs> thank, plug. Thank you, Paul, for your comment. <laughs> so um, we probably are going to be out of time now, and uh, these things always fly really fast. I would suggest if you want to learn more about Home Team um, and NeighborWorks, just go to their website, www.nwsnh.org, or just Google it, um, NeighborWorks Southern New Hampshire, or call Mike at United Way, and I'll tell you where you can learn more about all this great stuff. Robert, thank you, Mike. Michelle, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on our show today. Thank great you, to Mike. be here. Thank Absolutely. You we'll do this again um, sometime soon. Great. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590. 
AM and WLMW 1590 FM. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 talking about the nonprofits that serve our fabulous community. Um, I will not be here next week. Sad to say I will be on vacation. Um, I'll be thinking about you all while I'm scuba diving in Mexico. Um, Not really. Sorry. I hope you didn't get your hopes up. However, the week after, we'll be back with some great new um, guests. And up next is Suzanne Kaperniak with the Village Network. Until a couple weeks from now, please be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. You're listening to 1590 WSMN Nashua. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. New Zealand's Prime Minister says her nation's gun laws may change after last week's attacks 